As long as we've had Zoom, I don't understand why I need so many prompts before you actually get to recording. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still waiting for uh 1080p video chats to become the norm. Uh... Without, it, without it costing a oops, sorry cat. Without it just smacked her in the face with the keyboard. Uh without it being uh too costly because well one fiber is actually spreading pretty fast these days and uh that's increasing the upstream bandwidth quite a bit for everyone because you can get whatever speed down up as well uh so yeah hopefully hopefully that'll be a thing so that way uh you can look uglier better <laughs> it makes no difference to me uh... if it's 720 or whatever does well, it? it does to me quality and quality production production value and stuff like even the, even though we can't manage to be daily anymore i still want it to look good damn it so that way when i say hello everybody welcome to the daily cup of genre it looks good uh this is the show where manny and i get to talk about anything and everything we want in entertainment geek and uh pop culture uh i'm the kyle that's the manny and uh yeah hit the subscribe button if it's something you haven't done already and if you have thank you very very much we really do appreciate it we have a lot of great content here including other podcasts uh like daily uh, this is daily cog like breaking geek radio and the cantina as well as uh reactions on avr squared and uh genre shot trailer reactions from time to time as well i am joined by this cute little orange kitty cat kione and she is uh getting orange hair all over my black shirt anyways manny i haven't gotten to talk to you since uh uh a week ago actually <laughs> a week mm -hmm. ago where uh you uh moderated the avr panel there at ax man uh we haven't gotten to hear your your take on anime expo uh on the channel so tell everyone what you what you thought um honestly it was fun uh, that's that's really i, I think what it really comes down to it. I had a great time meeting you guys more than anything else. Um, well, thank you. It was fun because to meet that's, you too. Because I'll be honest, if it wasn't for you guys actually being there, I wouldn't even flinch at not going to Anime Expo. It's just, it's just not my, it's just really not my thing. It was, it was great to enjoy the show for what it was more than having to necessarily work, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done conventions now for i mean over a decade um and i think i think i enjoyed more than anything was watching people really just be excited by uh, the camaraderie and also some of the activations and booths and then just having a good time i will say though that um my one critique of the whole thing is that anime expo really needs to do a better job at at uh dispersing people a little bit better uh, uh, other conventions like New York. I haven't been there. I've seen a lot of videos for it. Like San Diego, of course. That one's too dispersed, in my my opinion. I've done New York twice. Uh, once as press, once as just an attendee, and that one's too spread out. But yeah, I I, I know I carry on. Yeah, San Diego does a really good job on it. We'll see this year because I don't even have a yeah. holiday on Sunday. Um, it's um. It'll be it, it it would be nice to see them consider the fan a little bit more because a lot of these people 
save their money all year, get expensive hotels. Yeah. Especially for this event and the way that they let people in. And then, I mean, every morning is chaos, chaos. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I really, I really empathize with the person who pays that much money to go to the show to try and enjoy, the, you know, the content and the camaraderie yeah. and everything. But you can't necessarily do it till about eleven, um, because you're you're stuck somewhere in downtown LA because that's how long the line is to get and, in. Yeah, to get in. Yeah. Um, this was also the biggest year ever for for ax over uh an estimated over 160,000 uh as well as um uh some like close to 400,000 like uh happens you know turnstiles if you will uh i i agree that it was very hard to get in for uh especially for regular attendees if you weren't disabled or if you didn't have a a special uh badge like press or industry guest type stuff artists uh exhibitors you didn't have that to take advantage of the uh priority entry yeah it it was taking you a while to uh to get in and part of that um was them also not just not just because they they had several entrances uh even for regular attendees but it was the way the the limited doors they had open once you got beyond the uh, security checkpoint and tapped in before entering in the actual building or going into say the exhibit hall or entertainment hall they would try to funnel this this massive crowd of thousands to like two or three doors (laughs) and i and i know they're trying to stop like stampedes inside the exhibit hall and, and entertainment hall but at the same time you're you're causing issues in the in the waiting area as as well um other, other than the fact that there's just no shade downtown, uh, there are going to be times where you're going to be stuck outside and that's just going to suck. But I will say, uh, I haven't done press for uh, San Diego, but AX by far had better, like, um, I don't want to just say amenities, but better, it was a better experience for press than... Uh, uh, New York or uh, Galaxy Con for for myself. Not those that those were bad. That this was just good. Like this was nice. In what way? I'm curious. Uh, just the access uh, points. There were multiple that made it easier for us to to get in there. The walkway that we could use up on on top. The uh, uh, relatively oh, yeah, the, the easy walkway. access. Like all, all of that type of, like I said, it, it, it's almost specific to this building, (laughs) but they, they were, I mean, and also, like I said, the access and, and people were just real chill with it. There wasn't a lot of confusion about what press could or, or couldn't do. Um, but yeah, yeah. How's, how's San Diego for that? Um, it's like San Diego has so many access points that it's fine. Like there's so many doors on both sides that you're gonna you'll figure out a way to get in. Um, you don't have to leave unless you're going to a different uh, building very much. Yeah, basically. Um, so <laughs> that's not that's not really a problem. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just it was a the one thing that did surprise me is that unlike San Diego, uh, at, and despite all of the people here at at the show, the lines to do anything were pretty 
pretty good. Like mm -hmm. nothing necessarily took too long. Heck, I got there when I got there on Saturday. I was taking pictures with with things with booths and doing their stuff by the five minutes in. So that was actually really surprising and really nice. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's that's really my take on it. It was it was it was really fun to do. Uh, what about and, the uh, panel side of things? Moderating that was your first time moderating a panel. Yeah, it was my first time moderating a panel. Um, it's a lot of fun, and once we got into it, it it you know it was business as usual. It didn't it didn't feel like anything uh, that I was uncomfortable with, and and you guys did a really good job at, at continuing on in the conversation and whatnot. And I think I think what I enjoyed the most out of it was really. I did not expect that you know we had we had a few people come up to us afterwards thanking yeah. us yeah. for the information and then uh kind of telling us a little bit more about why the information pertained to them so that mm -hmm. was nice that was really nice <laughs> yeah that the crowd reactions inter interaction was also my favorite um i enjoyed seeing people uh people's faces react as we would mention different shows or movies that are you know beyond uh um dragon ball and pokemon you know we we mentioned some not necessarily deep deep cuts but things where you got to be an anime fan to know and uh seeing them kind of light up and be like oh they watched that one oh they they like this one that was really cool because it was like oh they're they're not they're not posers <laughs> <laughs> yeah um it was it was a lot of fun and uh thanks again for uh moderating it and kicking ass on it uh you guys can actually catch the uh the panel here in four parts on the genreverse youtube channel if you're listening on your favorite podcast app um excuse me sorry uh be sure to head over to the youtube channel and check out the panel i guess i could theoretically Put it up in a in an audio format hmm i'll think about it anyways that's there and so was our uh vlog it's the first vlog i've ever done uh put that together did you get a chance to look at the vlog manny no not yet yesterday uh, i took a almost like a cleansing day zoom maybe all day <laughs> oh, okay i can i can respect that yeah for anyone interested in in checking it out uh i broke it down by the days uh travel day uh the first day where i call it badges and and recon because that's pretty much what we we did i even drew maps for manny <laughs> they weren't <laughs> necessarily necessary but it was still like the thing that i did uh day three and uh uh day two press day and clean walkthrough was a lot of fun because uh brian and i got to film the exhibit hall before opening so the only people on the floor were the exhibitors and and industry people uh and some press and that was a lot of fun uh i highly highly suggest that uh all conventions allow that um even if you have to set up certain times for press to come to come through uh because it really does help uh give a clear shot of a lot of the uh uh, nice things and then you can come in with the crowd and really wow people about you know just how in depth and how big and and i think you get bigger uh a better sense of scale 
with that. And then you get some clips of the last day, the panel, and it's mostly my family's uh, travel side of things because no one else filmed theirs. Manny was just on a train. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check all that out. I forgot, man. I am not even writing down uh, timestamps, so this will be a incredibly fun video to edit. But it is time to uh, hit what we normally hit on Mondays. And that is the box office numbers. And holy crap, <laughs> Insidious with 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 the upset, not really a, a un, unexpected upset, but still to actually see it on on paper or on screen. Insidious coming in number one, 32.6 million, highly respectable for a uh, horror film, uh, but beating out Indiana Jones on its second weekend only brought in 26.5 million however i will say this that's actually a really really good drop for indy 50 56 percent is way better than than the average these days for big tent tentpole movies which have been hitting that mid 60s range for us second week drops this isn't a quite third, a it's lot. third week isn't it no this is indy second is it really yes Oh. It's only Indies, only Indies second. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it really didn't make us that much for it to really. No, no, that, but it didn't start out with a whole with a with a banger either. You're absolutely right. But I was that's why I was given the context of hey, the fifty six percent, you know, that is better than than the average. But you're you're one hundred percent right. It didn't start off too well. Uh, Sound of Freedom in number three, Elemental number four, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in number five. Way down at number 12, dropping from number eight last week, is The Flash, which does look like it is going to lose a lot of uh, of money if uh, production budgets are to be expected, or if production budget rumors are to be believed. This film cost over three hundred uh, million dollars just on on production. That's before getting into everything else that goes with it. So when we talk about how you you take whatever the production thing is, double it, and that's where you you break even. That's just like a real nice little guideline. This this movie's losing a lot of uh, money, and on top of that, Indiana Jones also had a rumored high high budget and uh so far right now it's sitting at 247 worldwide the flash at 261 manny what do you think about the weekend box office especially uh insidious doing so well did you see it i did not actually i forgot that it was even out this weekend <laughs> i told you man i have my schedule is going to be so nuts the next yeah yeah four weeks that uh this weekend because i mean i had i had a, a like a work event which is a work event when one of our co-workers is getting married and it was a big event that i just i just didn't even flinch at not going to because i i wanted i wanted some some quiet time this weekend um but i i am disappointed i haven't seen it i'll probably see it tonight uh the only thing that really surprises me here are two things one is the continuance the continual dominance of horror at the box office that we've seen since i'd say middle of last year and also i guess it's three things the other thing is joyride bombed hard <laughs> i i expected that to do a little bit better kind of as a summer raunchy comedy but 
geez uh for it to only come in at like almost under under six million that that was kind of a big surprise for me and then also uh i know that there was a lot of little controversy here and there with that film sound of freedom which is mm -hmm. which is um very uh tailored for a specific kind of people let's just put it that way and the way i hear yeah yeah i have not seen it so i haven't seen it either uh, i probably won't uh just because i don't really care not my <laughs> not my type of film right so but there's an audience for it that's yeah. that's kind of my point of it and and a lot of times you know that audience is very very much neglected so so it's interesting to see it to do do so well which is fine um and i think but i think my biggest thing and it's something that i, I kind of wish we got to talk about last week and is is jesus i i understand there's the need to make money for for movies and that you that a lot of studios had a lot of things in the already in the back burner because of covid and things like that right they needed to do a better job at spreading things out a little bit oh man this this summer's packed yeah it you, unnecessarily tell, tell, packed. tell me why tell me why this past weekend you had nothing uh uh really new right you know nothing really and i know i'm saying that with insidious sitting there with with like i said a very respectable uh take for a horror movie uh even before pandemics like this is not not too shabby and well i did think they used to push about 40 to 50 but mm. I'm, i don't have the time to to go back and and verify but still it's respectable now that's that's the point um a horror movie made more in its first weekend than a than a indiana jones film did in its in its second that's re that's ridiculous. very very telling yeah yeah exactly um uh it's still not a like it's not a it's not what you think of as a summer weekend movie right like you know the blockbuster type type deal but this weekend this upcoming weekend we have oppenheimer and barbie or no 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 this, yeah, this mission, impossible. Uh, mission impossible then the next week is Oppen. why couldn't barbie have fit in this this weekend right barbie would have done you could have had the entire spotlight <laughs> this weekend or oppenheimer whichever whichever one of the two yeah that that one as as well um, and because what was barbie's biggest gripe is that they couldn't well um they couldn't secure premium screens yeah you could have got um, all the premium screens you wanted this weekend and then they would have had to give them up to mission which would have had to give them up to oppenheimer regardless and, of what's and gonna that's happen. fine yeah. exactly this this way barbie could have gotten gotten more so yeah uh you you look at a lot of things there's there's been several animation uh animated films that have uh struggled to share audiences uh i know the the boys over at breaking geek radio talked a bit about that this week or last week i can't i can't recall i edited two videos relatively close together for for them because of the uh uh ax trip um but yeah it it has been kind of like a a cramped a, both a cramped and stupidly uncramped summer <laughs> uh, yeah it was, it's, it's very unnecessary thing, so i mean just <sighs> Um, yeah, that's that's really what I my my annoyance with it is that now you're you the year started off really well because you you, you had blockbusters kind of staggered a little bit you gave them two three weeks and then you were like oh this is coming up oh this is coming up this is coming up 
and and now you're to i think you're to the point where you've fatigued people a little bit and <laughs> and 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 so like now it does now it's like you're not as excited for like a mission impossible and i was like all right we gotta yeah. go watch mission impossible i don't care i'm watching it all i'm watching them all but it's just it, it's kind of for for some for just regular audiences that go don't go to the theater that much it's kind of it's kind of telling and i mean hell dreamworks way to made a movie that nobody ever heard about uh yeah with, the with the Kraken teenage Kraken. yeah yeah and and I, yeah, I'm just, I'm very surprised that Joey Wright did as bad as it did. I thought at least we would have been at 15. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Whole five. Plenty. I will say that something that's kind of fun though, is, is that, um, Elemental, because it was released on such a, like Elemental would have been a great movie to remember this weekend, this past yeah. weekend. It's, it's chugging along fine, but because but million be worldwide yeah but because of the fact that they released it when they did it was such a dumb move to release it that weekend because it's a great film um they are they sit they're sitting where they are i i they did that really to themselves as far as um people were like oh pixar's losing his charm it's like no this was just placed ridiculously wrong uh i don't know man i yeah sure placement played a fact but uh i think a lot of people have really soured on on disney's animation offerings recently um it's not just pixar either disney animation studios themselves with with strange world and i mean what what was the last big thing they had was was the last frozen sequel frozen right too, yeah yeah so and that was 2019 if i'm not mistaken wasn't it yeah like was that. dude if, so, it's not, if it's not a franchise nowadays nobody cares yeah and it's, and it's a terrible thing but well yeah, yeah. and then i know we, we didn't get to talk about it but indy was so mid dude just there was not like honestly uh, i mean my daughter and i watched it we watched it in 40x because we, we thought it'd be fun that way because of all of the action and everything and it was mm -hmm. but if it wasn't for that like we like getting to the to the middle of the film and everything to where it start actually started feeling like indie like we were we were like oh man this movie still has probably another hour to go i like, none of the supporting characters we could care less for any of them and the one of the guys who plays a bad guy i don't know who i remember his name at the top of my head but he has the range of a potato <laughs> Um, what's his name? Um, right now. I'm I'm sitting here wondering what the hell Kathleen Kennedy's legacy on Lucasfilm will be. That's a good I, point. I get that I I get that the uh sequel trilogy overall was profitable. I I completely understand that. I also understand Rogue One was profitable. However, <laughs> I also know that uh, toy sales are not what they used to be. I also know, and that's through the sequel trilogy, not just now in, in the post-pandemic uh, uh, inflation, uh, high inflation era we are in right now. 
uh, but toys have not been the best. I know that the the uh, uh, books, comics, all of that have not been uh, uh, the greatest. Willow canceled, and and uh, Indy Five looks like meh. And for all of the love that uh, some of the Disney plus Star Wars stuff has gotten, and some of that love include is is from me as well for Mando's season one and two, uh, plus a couple of. Boba Fett episodes and visions. Um, did I miss anything? Oh, Andor. Andor. God, that was so good. So good. But it's hard to even think of that as a Kathleen Kennedy thing. Because <laughs> it was good. Uh, yeah, man. When you when you look at it, what is, what is her actual legacy? A divided fandom. A hated uh, third part of a, of a mediocre trilogy and a few decent seasons of of some of some shows and then everything else has just either been highly uh divisive or uh universally despised hated like what is what is her legacy it's so frustrating it it's so it's so frustrating it really is man i i swear to god uh she's she's like that just give me one more chance just give me one more chance and when they said no because she is kathleen freaking kennedy and she she's been in hollywood forever she went oh no well bob how about that one time in in uh in uh uh austin texas with that okay okay kathleen you got it like <laughs> i can't i don't understand why uh Iger and Chapik kept her on. I really don't. Even even from a, a purely management standpoint, look at how many projects have she has let be announced or even announced herself and then uh, had canceled, fallen apart. Uh, uh, how many directors has she lost? Uh, issues with writers and producers. This is... This lady might be one of the sh movers and shakers in Hollywood, but she is an awful, awful manager for for this level uh, like this. She might be one of the best producers there's ever ever been, but but this <clears throat> doing what she's doing right now, the head of this this studio, having that type of of creative control input and all all of that, she's done a relatively awful job. And I, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, I could, I could probably give her sixty-five percent of the blame, but also there's the other part of it where oh. a lot of the, a lot of the Star Wars stuff I feel like was ruined by where Disney where Plus, Iger. Well, I was gonna say when Iger is, said we we want one movie a year, no matter what, and pushed the trilogy <laughs> too fast. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that too. Dude, yeah, that's why when pe people were like, "Oh, Iger's coming back," I was like, "No, no, 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 no." He's why he's a huge reason why Star Wars sucks right now too. And then well, Chapek with that, with yeah, it's Disney Plus, it's that whole greed thing of, of of needing to make money off of it, which I get. You need to make money off of it, but mm -hmm. it, you, you got to do it the right way, or else mm -hmm. you're left with an empty battle cruiser hotel. You're left with people really souring on Star Wars in general. Yeah, I mean, you're left, and with, you're you're betting it all on Ray. One you're, more 
time. You're left, yeah, and you're left with nothing as far as going forward. Because I, I thought that's what we were doing. We're supposed to be going forward. We're not supposed to be, the, you know, the Skyward, the 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 Skywalker saga was supposed to be over, and that mm -hmm. is far from what we're gonna get now. If anything, yeah. the lasting impression is the fact that uh, Dave Filoni and and what he did with Clone Wars had had enough of a fan base and support and love by enough people where you, you can you're going to be able to pull from that pool of characters and stories and do that to live action the books that they're the books that they should have done from the beginning are the things that they're barely starting to, to scratch the surface on now because they thought that they had to have skywalker they, they had to have the same old tropes i mean hell um their, their first film was exactly like a new hope it was yeah. literally a new hope just with different characters um yeah so i mean it, it's you know cheers to them for really ruining star wars because that's that's what that's what they've done there <laughs> there's been some bright spots but jesus that last season of mando oh, uh, i mean god. just that oh. just that yeah oh. um oh god precious. i hated it yeah so it's it's a it's a real shame because yeah. you can you can see it with your own eyes that it's just trying to fill Disney Plus and trying to make these politically correct moves to 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 do woke wars and and uh and what do you get for it? You don't you know just you, you get a franchise that that is limping away limping limping every time they do like celebrations now what do they do? They 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 spend 85% of the time talking about the old movies. Yeah. And, and I mean, and then fans just nostalgia is a hell of a drug. <laughs> That's and, and it's just, it's so, um, it makes, it makes me roll my eyes, but I mean, Marvel right now is in the completely the same boat. They, to this point, they haven't established necessary, necessarily any, uh, Oh, then, 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 you know, the next, the next Avengers. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of of Marvel and nostalgia being a hell of a drug, Jennifer Garner returning uh, yeah, as Electra for Dead Deadpool three. I, but one, I people keep bringing up it's it's Deadpool. Look what they did with X Force, and I I was like, you know what, you're right. I've actually theorized Deadpool three might be Mar uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Which would be nice, or but Marvel only... universes, so to speak. So I I do think that that's a possibility. But here's my problem. It's again, Manny. We've we've already seen the 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 cameo things with properties that we used to say give the rights uh, give the rights back to Marvel for. We've already seen it in in Multiverse of of Madness. We mm -hmm. saw it in No No Way Home, and uh, here here comes a, a, again. Um, why am I acting so angry? It's it's frustrating because it's it's we can never move forward. I was talking about this with uh, the the uh, crew over on on AVR on a live stream uh, last night. I think it was last night or night before night night before. Um, we were we were discussing how how many video games are getting remade that aren't even 10 years old you know yeah. or might be 10 to 15 you know no we're 
we're, we're remaking things, rebooting things. And I'm not talking like just a, an HD remaster. I'm talking full, you know, remakes. Uh, we're, we're getting these for, for things that are, that are not even old enough to drink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They're not even, they're not old enough to, to vote. Uh, they're, they're not old enough to, to, to drink. Like they're, they, they're no, why, why are they, they getting remade? And then, like I said, Marvel's already done so many of these little cameo things in which they killed a lot of, uh, uh, cameo things, including a, a, a Fox men, as we jokingly call it, uh, online. Um, I don't, I don't want it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if Deadpool three came out before multiverse of madness, sure. Yeah, sure. But now after all of the, and then, and then you're still looking at, at, you know, where is this multiverse thing going? And, and we still have nothing heading into deep into phase five. Loki season two better be a, better be a freaking banger. But I'll be honest. I, I don't know if I'll watch it. I still have not watched an episode of, of secret invasion. So what do you oh, think secret about the invasions fun? I like secret invasion good i'm glad i i hope it i hope it's well i just i don't care no but but it's like i've told everyone secret invasion is fun the first few episodes will they be able to stick the landing yeah that's that's the important thing this is this week makes episode four or five uh this week would be four okay so here's where it could fall apart yeah because that exactly that's where it can all fall apart that's what that's where you got to be careful because um they've done a good job a lot a, a, a lot of these shows miss marvel's one of them she hulk i thought was was okay it wasn't great but for, it was, it for was an episode okay. and a half um <laughs> and and this, i feel the same way about uh, falcon winter soldier which overall i did enjoy a little bit more but it, it got super preachy near the end they didn't even let road uh not roadie uh they didn't even let sam have his kind of captain america moment i felt it was so much more about redeeming the bad guy that i, I kind of lost um lost interest a bit because <laughs> uh, i got really preachy and then and now here we are with secret invade with secret invasion which um can be very complicated to tell but they've done a good job at at really focusing the attention on on sam jackson's uh character but we'll, we'll see where it goes we'll, we'll see where it goes because uh they've done this to us before mm -hmm. and we'll see we'll see if uh if what, what happens although i will say that i won't say what what it is but i think a couple of the things that they're trying to like ooh, i'll be all sneaky about they've already unfortunately revealed in the miss marvel's trailer which was unfortunately pointed out to me by cbr and i couldn't help but read what it was <laughs> i have no no idea because i i and i'm i'm not trying to be mean about it. it it is sad i miss caring about marvel i miss being excited for it you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like yeah we don't want to talk bad about these shows yeah nothing, but just, i don't want to i don't want to shit on this i really don't i i have so many fond uh memories in theaters with that you know it just it just feels like I'm never going to get another Avengers Assemble moment um, in theaters. Dude, I don't even know if we'll get another Thor arriving to Wakanda moment. 
Oh, like, yeah. that, that moment was badass too, man. God, I, I love that. That moment's so, so cool. Bring me Thanos. Oh, dude, dude, the MCU was, was freaking phenomenal. And then and I'll, I'll just, always appreciate the Infinity Saga. Because I'll be honest, like, I never really even cared for Thor that much. But then his redemption arc after. Oh, man. Afterwards. And then to let Tida just, like, completely just crash it all again. over it. Again, all it was over it. ridiculous, man. And so, I, I just, I don't know what's going on. Over the, I don't know what's going on with the quality control. But it's it's not it, man. And and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, as far as like you know what you know what's coming forward, I'll be honest. Out of the three, if you gave me if you're giving me one movie to watch out of the, the next three quote unquote blockbusters, it's Oppenheimer. That's yeah. the one I care about. And and you know, I I have mixed feelings about uh, Christopher Nolan because he made my the best batman movie in my opinion uh was the dark knight and but then he has some like things that i just don't like the inception and and tenet stuff like he can keep that i like um, inception well enough i haven't seen tenet yet Tenet is stupid the uh, prestige is my favorite of his. oh films. you know what the prestige i forgot he did that one i love the prestige that's really good that's my favorite of his. Uh, but like Mission Impossible feels like it's going to be like every other Mission Impossible, which I guess if it's not, then it's not really Mission Impossible, right? And he then uh, Barbie, I've heard a lot of good things about. I'm just afraid it might get annoying after <laughs> half the movie. You know, you know what, dude? Kind I, of understand yeah, what I'm saying? It, it could be. It could be. Um, be careful. We'll we'll get we'll get. Uh, I don't know what other uh, lists Barbie fans have, but they'll find one specifically for us. <laughs> oh, I really don't care. They, it's not like they go watch any other movies anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> but yes. but yeah, just just um, I'm gonna watch all three, uh, and I need to go watch Insidious. I forgot that came out, but this weekend was uh, different for me, I guess. But yeah, because I'm getting because now it's all about getting ready for San Diego, which. We should probably talk about tomorrow or the next day because weird things are happening. Yeah, well, we we definitely are are keeping our eyes on the uh, on the um, convention world. Uh, one as fans, two as like it's it's guys. Conventions are gonna go for a shakeup, man. It might come where Anime Expo is. The biggest uh, uh, convention of them them all, as you might see things like San Diego and New York and others kind of shrink down back to their uh, pre-MCU days. The question is, Manny, does Anime Expo or other anime conventions follow the same path of a huge influx because of Crunchyroll and and others getting so heavily involved, big studios here in the West, and then have a fall down. I don't know. We'll talk about it next time on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, interesting conversation because yeah. a lot of these companies aren't American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You guys uh, definitely keep your eyes on lrmonline.com. Uh, or uh, uh, written news, uh, including stuff on on conventions, as well as all of the uh, podcasts to get write-ups, uh, um, putting more of our reactions up here, the vlog, uh, as well as the uh, 
uh, celebrity interviews uh, from LRM's YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe here on the Genreverse if you're watching us uh, for all of that great content. I was talking about the podcast, anime reactions, trailer reactions, and more. And if it's not a reaction video, it's up in audio format on all your favorite uh, podcast apps like Spotify, for example. Uh, check out Breaking Geek Radio's Nimona review. They seem to really enjoy that movie. Uh, it's an animated film on Netflix, and Annie and I are both big uh, supporters of animation. So, yeah. What what do you got on this Monday morning, Manny? If you're on a boat and it's moving, don't dive off. It's a thing <laughs> called physics, and you'll probably die. It's a TikTok trend that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, let's uh, let's not do that, guys. Have a have a good one. Yeah.